Hello, Lucy, I, I, are you I managed, here? I managed to do that, amazing. Welcome, welcome, we've connected. So I'm going to start off just by, um, I'm just going to introduce you by first name, Lucy. Okay. Um, I don't know whether you want to give your age. Yes, I'm not. 55. You're 55 and you are from Newcastle, is that right? Newcastle. And um, you're moving soon, you're moving to a different area. So I thought um, on this podcast, um, I'm just going to ask you a little bit about your history from what you can remember. I know you've said to me that um, it's difficult sometimes because um, there's a lot to remember. So um, just tell me, when did all of this start? What, what sort of time are we talking about? What sort of year? Are we talking about the abuse? Yes, from my the original abuse. Um, your experience. Wow. Well, I'm 55 now, and I met him when I was 19, and it started straight away. Um, I didn't recognise it at first because I'd already come from um, a, a family upbringing with lots of abuse, so right. it, it was just normal to me. Um, you know, my mother abused my father and she abused all of the kids. So, like, I just sort of fell into that. Um, yeah, so that was your your normal in a way. So some people yes. haven't come from anything like that. and they, It's kind of new to them. It's a shock to them. In my case, I came from um, a family where there, there wasn't abuse. Um, so um, it's really interesting to hear that. And what happened? So you met this, this person at 19. And how did it all start? It started, well, because I was so used to it, I didn't recognise it. Yeah. But I knew, I knew I was unhappy, but I felt propelled by something in my psyche to continue with this. Um, mm. I actually felt quite safe with him because he had a good job. He was older than me. He seemed to be responsible. But it started, he wanted to move in straight away. I was a student. Um, yeah. And I was living with some housemates, one housemate at the time, and he wanted to move in straight away. And I was like, oh, OK, then fine. And the first started when he moved in the first night, he demanded sex and like he just moved in. I mean, I like wasn't in the mood at all. Um, yeah. And I just. So yeah. so did you feel that like you didn't have any boundaries because of your abusive background? Is that what you're saying? That you uh, felt yeah. Like you... I, no boundaries at all. I was like, I didn't know who I was. I was only 19. I was sort of floundering, really. I had no. I was there was no boundaries when I was growing up, put it that way. And there was a lot of sexual abuse as well. Not nice. it's hard to explain, Hannah, because it wasn't. Sex was in the air. When I was right. growing up, it wasn't, I wasn't, I wasn't protected. Um, I think you've explained that really well. Yeah, I wasn't protected. It's um, not like my mother yeah. sexually abused me, but she didn't protect me and neither did my dad because he kept going off. He was quite, um, because he was so abused by my mother, he kept going off to the pub or um, he would be working or, and he left for four years to work in Saudi Arabia and then things right. just went absolutely bananas. Them. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So you've got this abusive background where um, you, you feel that you're not being shielded or as a child from um, not, that sort of thing. Not and then protected. Not protected. One of the things that a lot of perpetrators do, one of the red flags that people talk about is um, trying to move in quite quickly into the relationship, trying to yep. um, establish it very quickly and either get you to move in with them or move in and moving very quickly at the beginning of the relationship. I think that's 
you know not taking your time and, and trying to push that's a red flag and so that's really interesting it's a red flag sure and i'd watch call. out i'd watch out for that again um yeah to be honest i think because what i've understood i've been through the freedom program and other programs like yeah. that what i've understood is because i mean it's not the case with you but if you have had a piece in the background it you kind of do it again and you are partly responsible i have to say um as survivors i'm not saying that uh, what they do is right but you you kind of go into it automatically you don't think about it because you're so used to it in your past mm -hmm. and it, you want to resolve your childhood and this is what right. i learned so that you're going yeah. into abusive relationships to put right something that happened in your childhood but you couldn't put it right there and you can't put it right now you can't put abuse right you just have to leave them to get on with their lives these abusive characters yeah i think that's a really good point actually that i mean i've come across i did ha i did grow up with um friends who had abusive families and um it was their normal and they didn't really have those boundaries and it, although i would never blame a victim or survivor no, absolutely not. um at all what you're what you're describing there is sort of saying well i didn't have those boundaries in place because i wasn't taught that that taught them whereas I had my boundaries undermined. So I had those normal limits of a childhood. Good. So well I had, you know, um, kind parents. I had kind grandparents, etc. I had you. none of that sort of exposure to inappropriate things. Brilliant. But I, my abuse, it worked on me um, from the point of view of, well, actually, you, you're lucky. You've had it lucky <laughs> and you've had a better childhood than other people. Therefore, um, and this is how manipulative they are, oh, very. Um, of course. And um, so, of course, you've had it too easy and you should be doing this, this and this. So, of course, they twisted that around. <laughs> so, you know, to bl don't blame yourself because at the end of the day, these people are incredibly, they know what they're doing. They're very clever, I find. They know what they're doing and they're taking advantage of any situation they can. Yeah. Um, so, but, so basically the idea that you're, you can, yeah, what you're saying is the best thing to get away from the toxic person, but it's not always that easy as we know. Well, it's to get, so, to not get involved uh, to begin with, because yeah, once yeah. I, I found after the first date, they've kind of got you. If you go for a second date, you're absolutely knackered. Sorry, excuse the French. Um, no, no that's fine. I've, I've We're all right with adult content here. <laughs> oh, that's all right. Because I've, I've, yeah. I've yeah. experienced this recently, in recent years, with, with a lady, actually, um, with a woman. And um, she seemed fine. We were chatting. We were in public. We were chatting. And then she asked me on a date. And it went terribly, terribly wrong. And there was a few red flags that popped up over dinner. And then we went back to her place. Nothing happened. Uh, but I thought, yeah. I never want to see you again. <laughs> Uh, yeah yeah those warning like we talked about red flags so those warning signs yeah. is not tolerating them for too long saying well you know we all have a rough start sometimes we all say but picking up on those and saying well actually no um i think that's that's really interesting um, yeah i've got it down to one date now i think i'm doing pretty well <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah, and and there's this funny thing in society, isn't it? Oh, we'll just give them a chance, or oh, we'll just make, <laughs> you know, and um, isn't it? We make excuses. So, um, so give me a couple of examples of this abuse. What form did it take? Are we talking physical? Are we talking emotional? Financial? Just give me a couple of examples off the top of your head. Um, things that happened. Not financial. He was pretty good in that regard. Um, mostly sexual, um, which is interesting because it had been sexual abuse in my childhood. Um, yeah. Various 
anyway, um, various um, people. (coughs) And you don't have to go into that if you don't feel comfortable at this stage. Just to say, interestingly, it wasn't my parents, but they allowed it by not protecting me. I'll say that. So I, that makes perfect sense, yeah. I think, and that would make perfect sense to the listeners as well. So, so I do hold them yeah. responsible, you know. I do, yeah, I do that, and I, I you know, I've protected yeah. my children as, as because of it. I hope that at least they haven't had to go through that. I don't think so. Anyway, I always say that. Yeah, I don't think so. Um, sorry, what was the question? I forgot the question. So, so the question was, um, what form oh, yeah. did it take? Was it sexual? So you're saying it's sexual? Well, it, was, um, it was more than that. It was physical as well. But he was very clever. He was well-educated. So he knew if he hit me, he'd leave a mark and then I could go to the police. It wasn't that. It was more throwing things. Um, right, yeah. So that's intimidation, intimidated. bullying. Deliberately yeah. missing, um, but, but as a result, breaking things in the house. And so, yeah. and it was my responsibility to fix them. Um, I mean, right. a lot of it I've forgotten. I know he threw things. Um so he's not only intimidating you by throwing these things and putting you, making you feel fearful, but he's then devaluing you by saying, well, you can fix that and tidy that up and sort that out. Yeah. He's then diminishing your, you and, and affecting your, your self-esteem. So that's, that's all a form of control, isn't it? Really yeah. an abuse. And then there was the, yeah. the, the mind control and friends have, cause I forgot it, you know, it happened and immediately forgot it had happened. And friends told me like, just maybe a few years later, oh, I remember when he did this, and I was like, did he? And there's one incident my friend told me that he's a, it was a male friend, a colleague. We were having a cup of tea in our kitchen. My husband was there. He was washing up, um, drying up, and he deliberately smashed uh, a bowl on the floor, like a casserole dish. And, yeah. and like that was because I was talking to somebody, and it wasn't him. So that, I don't know what you'd call that. Um, I think that there's a lot of people I can relate to that, and I think there'll be a lot of people listening. I'm jealous. Um, they've been met a lot of memory, a lot of stories we hear about these things. Um, they do do that. They um, they'll smash things or um, do things like that, and um, yeah, that's exactly what they're describing. It's about attention. attention. Sometimes they hurt. Yeah, attention seeking. They don't like the pet getting more attention, or the baby. Oh, they don't like you breastfeeding the baby, or they don't want you. <laughs> Somebody else, you know, it's it's really bizarre, isn't it's it? It's bizarre. Um, I mean, if you've got friends, it, God help you, you know. Especially yeah, if yeah, they're the opposite sex, or as in this case, I, you know. yeah. And you'll know from doing the Freedom Program because I was we were just chatting before we started this podcast, weren't we, about me becoming a facilitator for the yeah. Freedom Program since it helped me so yeah, much. I sent your uh, link. Pat Craven's um, Freedom Program, which runs all it's, over the country. It's brilliant. Which, I, I sent your link. Yeah, to, we'll talk about that. Peter, um, by the way, yeah, it, it, it it's wonderful, and actually. Um, what they talk, they're discussing there is the, what they describe as the jailer. Oh, yes, I remember that. Um, so sort of by doing these things, they're not only sort of being bullied and smashing things, and but they're actually doing it in front of your friends, and that's to sort of get rid of your friends. Yeah. That's to keep you isolated. Like your friends are going, it? wow, this is a weird situation. I'm out. Rather than supporting yeah. you. He did stick around. He was a good friend, actually, and, you know, no longer with yeah. us, unfortunately. But he was a oh, lovely, lovely yeah. guy. Um, so he yeah. did point well, this out to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that that really moves us on. Oh, sorry, um, I haven't finished talking about the different kinds of abuse. Of course, so, yeah, that's it. So any other yeah. examples? So it wasn't financial. He was always pretty good with that. I mean, although, Hannah, I have to say, he wasn't keen on me, like, having a full-time job or anything. Um, so I, I suppose that could be a little bit of financial abuse there. Um 
because I think he, you know, he wanted me to be at home and be mum and do the kind of mothery things. I mean, I remember, um, I'm a musician like yourself. I remember losing work, yeah. actually. It's all coming back to me now. I hadn't thought about the financial abuse, but it's there. It's actually there. You, yeah. you know, he would punish me yeah. for getting work. He would say, well, your place is with the children. And and um, oh. I remember on one occasion I was, I was working and because being a musician, a lot of the work was in the evening in theatres and things. And I'd agreed to yeah. take the theatre work up. And he says, well, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to um, give you, a, cook you anything to eat. Um, you're just going to have to go out and get something yourself. So I remember eating by myself in a restaurant. I'd finished my yeah. teaching. So I still come back home. I knew you'd be in a bad mood, you know, and I, and I was scared to come back home. If I'd been doing some work late at night, I'd be scared because I didn't know what his reaction would be. Like, you should be here with the children yeah. and da 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 you know. So the, there was a yeah. bit of financial abuse. So I've forgotten that. So let's just put everything down. Physical, financial, mental, sexual. Yeah, let's just put it all down. Physical yeah. kind of thing. And not 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 to criticise you at all for this, but I'm, I I thought it was really interesting just listening to you, and it's it, I, it takes me back and it gives me a memory of talking to another woman at, um, that he abused after me actually, and and sitting down with her, and she said he didn't hurt me um, physically, no. and then she went on to describe how he'd hurt her physically, <laughs> and I thought it was really interesting how you said to me, um, and this is not you know this is no bad reflection on you, but it's just interesting how people process it and think about it and go well, actually, oh, actually yes. yes. He did. He did do this. So you're saying, well, he didn't have me physically. Yes, it was sexual. And then he's, you're talking about uh, mind control, which is quite correct. And then jailing. And now you're saying, well, actually, there was this element of jailing you, and there is this element of affecting you financially because it was affecting your it work. It was affecting. I mean, and, I lost. Um, I did lose work. I turned work down because he said, "You're not doing that job again. You're not going out of the theatre again." Yeah. What? And then he didn't like me yeah. going out every night because you know what, a week long show, and it was like, I mean, it wouldn't be every week, obviously. But, you know, just for doing yeah. that every now and again, it was like, you're not doing that again. You just mm -hmm. did that the week before last. What? But it was my job, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And um, so, you know, th these are these are all very, um, I'm sure a lot of people can relate to a lot of these, these um, things. I know I've heard it from, from many women. Um, so your place is with the children. Um, was Did he look after the children? Well, he had a full-time job. That was all right. He could have a full-time job. Um, he did yeah. he did do things in the house but then he would moan about it so it was like god I wish I, I you know and sometimes I'd wish I could have done it myself but being a teacher I my most of my work was after school um and in the evenings when I went out to play so he would come in from work and and make us a little meal but then he just used to moan about it go, oh, I've been at work all day and now I've got to cook a meal for you and the children yeah. And it was like, yeah, but I'm yeah. working. It's not like I'm gallivanting or anything. This is my job. I spent five years in music school. What, to not, to not do my yeah. job? Um, and at the other yeah. times, of course, during the day, I'd be free. If the children were ill, I'd take them to school. I'd bring them back home. You know, I'd do the housework yeah. or whatever. But it, it, yeah. it was never enough. So you talked about mind control. What do you mean by mind control? You know, how did he mess with your head? Um, well, that was... That... <laughs> Well, uh, <laughs> it's difficult to remember because he was absolutely brilliant at it. I mean, it was the whole... Yeah, and of course, that's the thing, that when you're in that space, in that mode of survival mode, um, it is. It, it doesn't always come back it's clearly, not, does it's it? It's just snippets and flashbacks. Like, I remember, like, he yeah. was very academic. He was a university lecturer, and he was very proud of that fact, and he used to kind of 
lord it over me a little bit. I mean, I'm not an academic. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm a jobbing musician, really, and, and teacher. But um, and, so, like, if I came into the room, um, he'd always be reading. He'd always have a head in his book, in a book, and and I would ask him something, and he would just push the 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 his finger in the place where he was reading, as if to say, "How dare you disturb me in my reading?" <laughs> you know, it's like look up from yeah. his from his um glasses he's a real king of castle yeah, isn't he's he? in he's the castle real, now. Um, he's like yeah. how dare you ask me something <laughs> trivial about the children or something you know yeah so i mean just just hearing you talk then just saying you know about um well i'm, a, I'm not an actor I'm just, i mean i would say you know you're probably just as just as intelligent just as capable he knew a lot um, of stuff intellectually he knew, he knew a lot of stuff um, then he then he would yeah. oh he did yeah. this thing you probably had this as well he did this thing where yeah. my memory's never been that good it's much worse now with all of the trauma but uh, but then yeah. what he used to do he used to say do you remember three weeks ago it was a Sunday at twelve fifteen you said blah 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 and now it's all your fault yeah. because you said that and it's all your fault because he said that like I'll come wow. what happened yesterday. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I've got quite a good memory and I had quite a good memory for things like that. And he didn't like that because he saw that as challenging uh, him. Mm-hmm. But what you're saying is that he would use these little things against you um, as almost as if he's like constantly taking notes and monitoring yeah, well, you. he was quite bright. He was very bright. And he probably did manage to computerise it all and I, in his head. And I just, and I would just have to say, mm-hmm. look, I can't remember. <laughs> Isn't it interesting that there's this perception of domestic abuse um in households and men that you know they're all poor men who you know who locked down people have lost their jobs and it's put pressure on them or they're not very bright or they need to just be educated and how to behave themselves what you're actually describing there is um not a man who's uneducated doesn't know how to behave um because he, he he's perfectly capable of reading books um and he's not you know sort of you know not able to work or having a hard time you're talking about somebody who you know, he's got everything going for him, and yet Still. he's abusing. Oh, yeah, him. and he could moan for England. A friend of mine said that, and yeah. uh, she observed it. My best friend, she said, "Look, he yeah. could moan for England. Nothing's ever good enough." Mm. You know, th- those are the mind games. Like, yeah. and if World War Three broke out, yeah. it would be my fault. So everything that, and it was small things. I don't know, some piddling little thing like yeah. he forgot his keys or something. That would be my fault for some reason. Yeah, that's a lack of accountability yeah. and responsibility is very interesting. So, you know, it's not his job to look after the kids, it's yours. And then the the um one of the things we find quite often is um you know this this lack of um, taking self responsibility. It wasn't my it was it wasn't my fault I hit you. It was your fault because you made me angry. You know, I, yeah, you made me angry. You make me do this. Nobody makes oh. you do it. You know, you yeah, choose also, to do it. And, and, and also um, um Another thing that he used to, this is coming back to me, it's interesting. So I've forgotten all of this. Um, one thing he used to do was like, it, he, he, you know, we talk about different abusive things. I don't know what you'd call this, but yeah. maybe it's physical, maybe it's psychological, but he would shout a lot at me. And he would go into these yeah. rages yeah. where he was, um, it was very, very scary, where his lips would go really thin and, and he would lose the colour from his lips and he would start to shake and throw his yeah. hands around. Didn't hit me, but yeah. it was the screaming and the banging of doors so that I counted all yeah. these little cracks yeah. on the ceiling and down the walls. And now I'm thinking, was that yeah. because he banged the door so much? 
Yeah, and what we find is that these men are not out of control. They're winding themselves up. They're in the winding but themselves up phase because that's what he used to say. Yeah. Well, alcohol is an excuse. Oh no, um, he didn't alcohol, drink. They he didn't drink. Abuse. He never drank. He was very in control. Sorry, I misunderstood you there. I, I know I'm saying. You. What did I say? I said uh, he was very in control, um, but it was all my always yeah. my fault if he lost his rag. But if he'd had a bad day at work, it would be my fault. So, you know. And I always wound yeah. him up, is what yeah. I was saying. In his eyes, I'm saying. In his, yeah. So he's, he, you're breaking the rules. He's set these rules and you're breaking them. And, and then he's teaching you a lesson by intimidating you and, and saying, you know, it's not worth, it's conditioning you to say, keep in line, otherwise you're going to get my rages, my shouting. And it's all pre-planned. And, um, you know, of course, it's terrifying for children yeah, as yeah. well. Yeah, they heard it sometimes. I mean, most, mostly they'd be, it would be at night and they'd be in bed. But it did wake Anna up. And I remember her cowering at the top of the stairs and giving her a hug. There must be yeah. another incident. I've just blanked them from my memory. Um, the physical, physical yeah. abuse was a lot of break, like I say, breaking things in the house rather than hitting me. And there was one day, he slammed the door so hard, there was like a glass, there was glass in it, and he, and he cracked the glass. So then that was my responsibility to get that fixed. Yeah. You know, like uh, the glass pane at the top of the door. Yeah. So, yeah. That's something we hear about a lot. Throwing and smashing phones is a thing these days because, of course, everyone yeah. has phones. But smashing doors, windows, things, you know, and slamming them just um, or throwing things about oh. um, this shouting, any of those things. I mean, uh, in my case, it was a coffee table was overturned. A playpen was chucked across the room. Um, um you know, and um, so what was what was he like um, when other people were around? We've we've seen how he behaved a little bit like this in front of one of your friends. Yeah, which an incident I can't remember. Oh. But anyway, um, he was mostly yeah. he was actually mostly well behaved. So most of my friends didn't have yeah. a clue. And I remember when I left yeah. him finally, and it was like a weight of the world had been lifted. I mean, I left with the carrier bag. I mean, I was just desperate to get away. Yeah. Um, in the end, otherwise. Anyway, anyway, I'll go into that another time. Um, I remember one of my friends saying, you've left your children and your husband. And I thought, blimey, you had no idea, did you? <laughs> you know, so I think he was always pr what? pretty good yeah. at, at hiding it. Sometimes it, he was so jealous, like that incident I told you before, it would spill out. Mm. Um, and then so, some of my good friends, yeah. I spent a lot of time, came to the house frequently, could see it. Like this friend who said, he, he can moan for England and it's your fault or whatever he seems in a bad mood today or another thing one of my friends would say was he he always likes to win an argument he doesn't listen to you and if you're just having a yeah. general discussion he always likes to win it was like winning it wasn't a discussion yeah, that's it was a about classic winning. one that is yeah they always want to win you yeah. have to be seen to be winning yeah, at that's all costs it. so yeah. that's the things they noticed but most yeah. most people didn't because i think he was on good behavior but sometimes he let it out which just shows that they can control it when they want to, doesn't <laughs> Most it? Most of the time. Most of the time. Yeah. 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 That is absolutely, well, there's loads of things in there, oh, similarities yeah, um, um, to some of my own experience, actually, of domestic violence and um, and also uh, other people's that I've heard. So um, that's really interesting. Now, we, we, we had a little chat beforehand because you said, you know, because of the trauma you've, and the abuse you've so sometimes it's difficult to go on for a long time. We've we've now got oh, that went really quick, Hannah, and actually it's quite cathartic. Did it go really quickly? So I think do you we want could, to carry I think we could on do an hour or... because that was actually quite cathartic, and I've remembered things I'd forgotten. Yeah, so it's useful to yeah. Something. 
So I thought I'd just check in with you at about 25 minutes, which is where we're up to oh. around about now. And I thought what we could do, we're, we're just coming up to, and I thought, you know, shall I, I'll just check in with you. Yeah, because it was a long on. time ago. I mean, um, I left him in 2007, yeah. and it, that was traumatic in itself. Like I say, I yeah. left with the carrier bag. Um, that's going to be the title yeah. of my autobiography. Yeah. Uh, I left with the carrier bag. That was in 2007, <laughs> so it's an awfully long time ago. But I, I stood it for what? When yeah. I was married for 21 years and with him for 23. So I did stand it for a long time. Yeah. Yeah, gosh, 2007. So um, we can always come back to um, talking yeah. about this and we can always do another yeah. episode with you because I think you Th- know, there's a lot of lots to tell me. It's um, yeah. And, and I don't, you know, we don't have to have every detail. I think the, the examples that you've given um, are enough, really. Um, and what I was going to say is the, the next thing I was going to talk about was we've already talked about a friend that was supportive. Who, did you feel you could turn to anybody about what had happened to you or at what the was time. happening to you at the time? Um, or afterwards? More afterwards, to be honest, Hannah, because I think, I don't know about other women, yeah. but I certainly felt once I was in it, I had to make the best of it. Um, you know, it's my fault. I married him. Um, you know, he's good in so many respects. Uh, he, and I always thought he was a breadwinner. You know, I was only working part time. You know, he, he. Yeah, there does seem to be this society's beliefs, doesn't it? This is where it comes out. There does seem to be this idea that um, yes. you've made your bed, lie in it type thing or, stick you know, out. stick it out. You know, um, and really, you know, I think if we can say anything is that, you know, when there's an abusive situation, you don't have to and you shouldn't be judged for for it. But it, it does cross your mind. It crosses other people's minds. And it, so did you never think to um, to contact the police? Um, or... I did. I did contact. Um, I did contact Citizens Advice about leaving him. Um, I didn't have any money particularly. Um I had my own bank accounts, but I didn't have a lot because I wasn't earning very much. I didn't have a lot of money of my own, um, really. Well, so money was a big I, factor in this, really. He I, held I used the, to think the cards, uh... that he was really okay about money and he wasn't financially abusing me, but he did stop me working. So maybe it was a factor. We did yeah. have a joint bank account, but he used to check on that. Um, that was more his bank account, although it yeah. was joint. Um but I did, yeah, yeah, I didn't think, to be honest, all of these years. And remember, it was a slightly different era then. We're talking, I got married in 89. So you know, it's more of the, you've got to stay with him. He's the breadwinner. And how are you going to survive on your own? And I, all of that time, I never thought I could leave um, because he wouldn't leave, you see. He, wouldn't, he would never leave. Mm. It, he was, he was uh, the yeah. king of the castle. And we had a big house. And, you know, yeah. he used to walk around with these slip-on shoes mm. and shuffle, as if to say, this is my yeah. home. This is my castle, if you like. Yeah. So I don't want to put words into your mouth here, but I'm just going to ask you this question. I did, did feel, feel trapped? trapped. I mean, my brothers you, had that... said on a number of occasions, why don't you just leave them? And then I would think, well, how am I going to look after my kids? I haven't got a full-time job. Where am I going to go? Um, I didn't think any of my fam- yeah. family would, would put me up. I mean, normally it's... Well, not normally, but a lot of mothers would... Uh, go to their mothers but that wasn't a possibility with my mother obviously and yeah I was very lucky in that respect that I did have a family I could go to but then there's that yeah there's that idea well. of failure isn't there oh you know um well I've you know I, I'm, I've set up this family and I want to do well and I've got this yeah. nice house and I want to be you know I don't want to admit 
but of course it's not a failure it's it's a good decision it's I mean, a, the right decision i mean to i make. think money um i think money plays a big part in it it did for mm-hmm. me um like it we does. had a, a big house yeah. and he was earning a lot of money um five bedroom house beautiful gardens um two beautiful children you know if people look from the outside they think mm. you've got everything um and but i was yeah. trapped as you say so it it was difficult i i just i just don't think i could have done it and i wouldn't have had the support the family support and i wouldn't yeah. have had support from authorities either and nobody would have really understood because i didn't understand it myself i was thinking i'm not happy but i don't know why because there's all these good things i used to think but there's all these good things about him that's what i used to think mm. Yeah, so you're still struggling when you come to think about leaving. You're still struggling with the idea of, well, can I financially financially afford this? And is it, you know? And also, um, this idea of, well, will family support me? You've assumed that the authorities won't support you. You've spoken to Citizens Advice. Did Citizens Advice give you any help? Um, or well, we're support? talking. We're talking nineties. Um, um, not really. No. I think I spoke to a solicitor no. and they, the thing is because I wouldn't say I'm abused and um, I got very ill as a result of the abuse, even when I was with them. And even then I didn't know what mm. it was. I just thought I was, I was depressed. Um, and I didn't tell anybody yeah. because I didn't know myself to be fair, Hannah. I didn't actually know mm. I was abused because I used to hear about abuse cases mm. and I would think that's not me. I'd be in total yeah. denial because he didn't hurt me. And I thought that's what abuse was. I I think that's something that's going to be really useful to our listeners who perhaps may not have realised that what they're experiencing is abuse or they may have experienced the same thing, um, not realising at the time, but then in retrospect, looking back and saying, actually, that was abuse and that was abusive. Every kind. We've looked at it all and it seems to be every kind of abuse. He had me trapped, definitely. Yeah. So you went to a solicitor. How was how was the solicitor? That was Without just through the names. That, <laughs> no, that was just that was the same interview. It was like the on hand solicitor from the citizens' advice, from and it was citizens. Just, I see. It was just one yeah. one tiny little session, and I didn't get a lot from it. And I just thought I'll just suck it up, basically go back and suck it up. And I think the yeah. sexual abuse was the worst, and that's why I got ill. I got very very ill. In yeah and that's team. something i want to talk about the yeah. impact on yeah. you yeah perhaps um and also how you've coped um, so i'm just gonna just gonna run through the people so you had a friend initially um who you could turn to did that friend stick around or did he get rid of the friend or i had a friend that was very i know that that friend's sadly passed away now yeah that one um, has passed away. i did have another one that was there a lot of the time and could see little things coming out that one that said he mm. always likes to win um, yeah an argument even though it was only discussion uh, so you had at least two friends that had seen signs yeah and then behavior. the other friend that said uh, he can moan for england but to be yeah. honest they didn't stick around one fell out with me had an argument and mm-hmm. never saw her again so that was a big miss and then yeah. when i did finally leave, leave him in 2007 the other friend took his side so really yeah yeah and that's something we hear about a lot family members friends taking their side people we trust i only really had my brother um who's pretty much always stood by me hasn't really done anything as regards to um the abuse he has stood up to him a couple of times 
Um, so you said you had brothers that had recognised yeah. and said, you know, you know, advise you to get away, don't put up with it, you know, this sort of thing. Well, I, so, so people did see it. Yeah, um, I think, and you, you felt you could turn to them brother, in some respect. You're the youngest one. The other, the middle one is, um, he lives away. He lives down south, but yeah. the one, the youngest one, he's always been there for me, and I probably wouldn't be alive if it wasn't for him. Wonderful. So, you know, so there's a real hero. He's, he's a hero, <laughs> yeah. but he hasn't... Like, I sometimes think to myself, well, if I was Alex, like, the, yeah. the abuse got worse after I left, which I know is another thing that happens a lot. Yeah, um, that's I, very true. It was at that point that I think Alex, my brother, could have done more, but I think he was a bit scared of him, to be fair. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's interesting, because um, people sometimes they want to help you but like you say they feel like oh you know um understandably in some ways um you know do i want to get my door smashed in or do i you know, um yeah yeah and this or my face smashed in and things like this so yeah it's a very real fear that they do intimidate other people as well as us don't they yeah. um or manipulate them against us i mean yeah. um you know we've heard of doctors um schools that people grew up in friends even psychologists being manipulated oh, by these people, i did i had psychologists uh, or intimidated i had psychologists mm-hmm. um because i fell so yeah. ill and i was still with them then 2007 2002 to 2007 I was very ill and I was still with him and he would get me psychologist and he would be want to be there on my on my uh you know my treatment sessions which was a bit bizarre um and you know the psychologist wouldn't see it they just wouldn't see it but I think the training's better now I hope it is anyway yeah so um so you didn't so you've been actually there were quite a few people there that you probably didn't realize at the time could have uh, so you, it sounds like your brothers tried their best and um, psychologists lawyers uh citizen advice um you didn't really get anywhere with those did you um, why did why did you say to me um the, the authorities wouldn't have helped when you were thinking of trying to escape why did you think that they be, wouldn't have helped because i be, because i i I I didn't know I was being abused. I knew I was unhappy, yeah. and I think if I had left, where would I have gone? And and I didn't know of any authority that would like put me up or anything. Um, just because I was unhappy, I, I didn't know where to go. That's really interesting, and I think this is something that um, going along to a psychologist and he recommended that you go to one is almost a, it's a very similar. There's always abusers tend to label and particularly women victims of abusers tend to be labeled with, well, you're a bit mad or you're suffering from mental illness or you've got postnatal depression or you're depressed or you're, it's just you that, you know, that's got the the issue here. That's exactly how it was, Hannah. And that happened when I finally broke. I wasn't happy before that, but I finally broke in 2002 Mm. and I didn't know I was so poor, why I was so poorly. I was in denial the whole time, pretty much. I knew I wasn't happy, but I didn't know why. Um, And I knew there was something off about him, but I didn't know what it was. I didn't know it was abuse. If he'd hit me, I would well, Like you say, you're being mind-controlled and you're being confused, confused and you're being gaslighted. So it's not surprising that you didn't well, realise that it's I know now that there's several forms of abuse, but at the time, mm. I only thought it was hitting. That's the only abuse that I knew about. And that's yeah. what the media put out. So it's not surprising, really. Yeah, that's a very good point to make, actually. Yeah, yeah I agree with you. Yeah. So we talked about a little bit about how it's made you ill. So yep. um, you were feeling depressed. Um and it was down to not because of your own mental illness or anything. It was down to his abuse. Yeah. We know that now, yeah. but we didn't know that at the time is what you're saying. I blamed myself um, because I thought I just can't cope. 
and they blame myself. Yeah, and I'm sure people relate to that, that they that self-shame and blame and, you know, it's, it's all about it. And they, they lead you to believe that because, of course, it distracts from what they've done wrong. Yeah, yeah. 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 So, how did you feel ill? Apart from feeling low and things, how did that actually impact you physically, uh, mentally? How did that make you feel? It was feel? just awful. From it's, I've never really recovered. Recovered from two thousand two. I've never really recovered. I've had to manage it as best I can. I think I manage it the yep. best I do ever now. Um, but when it first happened, it was hit me out of the blue. I mean, it wasn't out of the blue. There was a big lead up to it, but I didn't realise. I used to feel sick in the morning. I didn't want to get up. It was like I was doing an exam every morning. You know that feeling, the sort of butterflies in your stomach? Yeah. Is that yeah, it's like an anxiety, anxiety feeling. Yeah. You didn't know why I was anxious. And I'd, I, I struggled just mm. to get into the shower every morning. I'd say to myself, come on, you can do it, Lucy. You can do it. And... Um, yeah. And I went to the doctors, tried various kinds of antidepressants before I got into the right one. But just struggling to go to work, pick up the kids, every activity. And you mentioned to me before this interview that you you felt fatigue, tiredness, um, confusion. So so you've had a sort of a depression. What sort of symptoms, apart from sickness, did you have? Did you have any stomach pains? Did you have any headaches? Headaches, Um, stomach pains, um, diarrhea. Um, I lost a lot of weight, actually. I wasn't eating. I was very thin. I didn't want to eat. I had no interest. Uh, I had no interest in life at all and even enjoyable things just became another chore another thing to do everything just became a chore actually or like a series of jobs that I had to do Mm -hmm. um so how did you I mean how have you survived this what have been some really good you know good things that that have helped you to cope um did you have you tried any therapies did you go to a counsellor did you you said that you take your antidepressants. Yeah, I'm taking, I, mean, I couldn't. I couldn't survive without the antidepressants. I've tried. He died. Actually, fortunately, he died in. Um, well, that was a that was a celebration and a half. He died. Yeah, that's interesting because people say sometimes until you get. I'm not suggesting <laughs> anybody around murder. No, 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 no. Don't do it. But, don't do um, it. He just died. In don't do it. But. Um, once the once you you can't actually recover fully from the abuse until you've actually escaped the abuse fully and until you've got rid of them out of your life and the thing is i think until people can actually get away from the abuser trying to cope with it while you're in that situation is is so much harder um than when you've you know got away and then you can really start to heal fully well, you can but they um, won't let you go oh, well he didn't let me go he never let me go and we find sometimes we find it carries on even. Well, it was worse. It, the abuse was much worse after I left. Much, much worse. Yeah, yeah. much. I mean, yeah. I couldn't have imagined how bad it could be. Um, yeah, and that was my experience as well. Um, it was bad enough, and I was physically safer. But then, of course, there were all the other. Um, well, I don't know if I was physically safer actually. Right. Um, but yeah, there's definitely an ongoing. Um, that's when they really get enraged. Oh, yes. How, how dare, dare you leave, leave them? Me. Have you got the right to leave yeah. and the right to have your own life? life? How dare yeah. You. Yeah. 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 Interesting. So, um, was... so antidepressants have helped. And did you, um, have you tried anything? Have you found that music helps you? Because oh, I found that music was yeah. really I mean, me. I, I just listen to music all day long. Um, that's, that's what's got me through lockdown. Because can I talk about lockdown? Am I allowed? Yeah, um, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Me too, Sorry? actually. Yeah, me too. I was going to say I've had 
similar i found music's been really helped me being a musician having access to music not just to listen to but yeah. to play has really that helped me yeah so what were you going to say sorry 